playing Grand Theft Auto 3 when it came out, and I was not of age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, but, but that's you just know what? old. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I will be a better parent than mine were. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> magic is complicated. Yes. Right. And a game. I, I think that's... <laughs> I mean, to some people, it, it's not a game. It's serious, right? It's serious. It's real business. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, so... What's interesting about it and what I keep seeing all the time is people wanting to get into the magic. They're like, okay, where do I start? How do I play? And it's like, this is not an easy answer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because like with that, the question's always like, okay, well, what are your friends playing? Yeah, exactly. Like, what format is this? And that's really where I wanted to get into is like format talk, homebrew versus you know, store formats and all the other different things that come up because there's more than one way to play magic on like... Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. Well, I was just going to say like I I and and I'm saying this completely ignorant of of Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. I'm not in those places. I would imagine a similar thing just on a smaller scale is happening there where there is probably like homebrew formats and stuff like that happening, but it's just not as well known where in Magic it is like a huge part of the game. And I think part of the reason why it does so well, you know, that it, yeah, that and a lot of the game design that's gone into it too. Oh yeah, because they've been mindful of not going super power creep, right? Mm-hmm. Where yes, there's cards that come out that break formats, cards that are becoming like, oh my god, we gotta go get that. But you can look back and there's still staples from sets that came out 10, 15, 20 plus years ago, mm-hmm. and those cards have not diminished at all. Like they're still very, very powerful, right? And like yeah. I think that that that's just on that scope speaks to the design on how magic's been where it's not always adding a new layer. It's always adding flavor. Yeah. Look at Yu-Gi-Oh! For example, the big complaint I see from there is they don't ever roll or face out older cards. They just ban things or restrict things. Uh huh. So if you have Yu-Gi-Oh! Cards from the first set, those are still tournament illegal. Wow. So basically they just have a legacy with a evolving ban list. Right. Their, their deck size and like how you play the game is, of course, different because it's a different game, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it's three copies max, and then like some restricted are like one copy. Mm-hmm. I think the minimal you have to have in your deck is 40 cards. And I want to say they made the maximum 60. Mm-hmm. There's like, a whole story behind that of some dude showing up with like 222 cards. and this... Just wanted to jump in real quick with a correction. The deck actually was 2,222 cards or something like that. That's a lot of cards big old like almost like pillar looking type tech box that he had of like multiple people shuffling and it was just the shuffle right yeah he, he didn't play to win he had like every copy of every card he could but <laughs> after that because of the way that we played in the tournament they they made a maximum limit on how many cards you could have in your deck it's like battle of wits but without the wits <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but i i think it, it's interesting though when you when you take a look back at magic though where you have Historic's kind of newer, and that was Arena started and all that mm-hmm. whatnot, but you still have, like, Legacy. You have all the other older formats as well. Like, you can do weird things as well. There, I was looking into it on the Magic the Gathering site, mm-hmm. right? The official site. Yeah. Looking at the formats listed there. And to be fair, some of these are same format with this slight variation, mm-hmm. right? Based on, like, how many people are playing or whatever. Do you want to guess how many official formats there are? I would have to say... North of 30. 23. Oh, wow. I overshot. I guess, I guess I'm probably yeah. including like other formats that 
that you know we all know about, but you know, like Dan Dan, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, no, Canadian <laughs> Highlander is not on there, for example. I yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that, that's variations of different stuff, right? I mean, you have like standard, you have you know, commander, commander one v one, you have two headed giant, mm -hmm. like constructed versus limited, and all those other different variations, and it's it's interesting because wherever you know, like what set of cards you want to play it's that like rule restriction right mm -hmm. like you know modern for example is eighth edition and on with its own band list base game rules are the same though where it's like you know it's still a 60 card deck four copies other than basic lands you know all the other rules still apply with like legends and all that other stuff and i think that's the part where magic does it well is for the most part the game's consistent on how you play it yeah these are all like with few exceptions really the the differences between the format are almost meta things like deck sizes cards that are allowed to be played the you know that sort of thing obviously commander and commander variants do add a rule of like the command zone and all of that but for the most part the game itself the function of the game isn't being changed by the format um, there's very few exceptions to that in terms of um, different formats across the, you know, gamut. Right. Yeah, it's not often. You're, there's a few of them I've seen before and I've played before where, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one where it's like the, the one massive deck in the middle everyone plays from. Oh, right? uh, yeah, there's, um, is that, is that Gauntlet? No. Is that, that... I don't think it's official, right? Yeah, <laughs> it might be Battle Box, I think it might be called, or it might be like General, uh, I know which one you're talking about, and then well, and then there's the one that has has gotten some recent fame uh, from the Ristic Studies video, um, Dan Dan. Uh, that's one that actually operates similar, where you are playing it, you and your opponent are playing from the same deck. And I was fortunate enough earlier this year when I was doing an event at my local game store. We were doing a charity event, and they have a Dan Dan deck, and we you know they were like do you want to play it and we're like yeah and so the guy like the resident dan dan expert came over and sat down and he played with my buddy derby first and then he played with me and it was incredibly fun like i was expecting it to be like weird and not this is kind of odd but it was very fun i really enjoyed it and so yeah uh, check out dan dan but that's that's a that's another version of that well it's interesting because uh, even in that same fact like house kind of games like that are good because you don't have to go okay well what's the meta what do i have to build up to mm -hmm. in that same sense like you have it as equal of a chance in that game with them because you're using the same deck yeah right and and it, what's interesting about it and this is part of the reason why i like magic because there are so many different ways that you can play this game or you can even just engage with the game and 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 like going back to what you were saying at the top of the episode where you were saying about how like when somebody says hey i, I want to get into magic how do i do that and and it's like well i have some follow up questions <laughs> while that is a a bit of a downside to magic being as elaborate as it is i do think that that's one of its strengths overall because once you get the person through the door like once you get them through the door and into the space, they will find a way to play or a way to interact with the game that speaks to them. That's most people like, you know, there are going to be some people where you show it to their their eyes glaze over and they're like, OK, yeah, this is kind of fun. But for a lot of people, it's just finding that that one little bit 
of of magic that could just pulls them in you know right the the big thing there too is how people start and where they start mm-hmm. i think for the most part most people start what we would call casual magic <laughs> table magic oh yeah yeah where band lists don't exist <laughs> yep. right yep uh your buddy comes in with that you know pre-constructed deck that's definitely not legal in the format that you're supposed to be playing Uh but you still let him do it right Mm -hmm. and a lot of those learning curves going through and we've talked about it before too where like how do you start somebody right like Mm -hmm. the complication of magic itself you don't want to be giving someone a you know delver deck and saying okay well you're going to learn this (laughs) yeah exactly exactly here play storm (laughs) you know it's like where you you brought something to count with exactly (laughs) Well, that, well that, that's it's interesting you say that because um, I played as a kid, you know, I, I played very early on and then I stopped because life. And then I went to college and met some folks, started playing again after college. It took a little break, very short break uh, where I moved down here to where I live now in Virginia. And uh, uh, soon after that, it was oh, I would say it was probably a span of maybe a year, two years where I met my buddy Derby, who I've mentioned before. And uh, one night he was said, oh, I got to leave um, after rehearsal. I'm going over to my buddy's place. We're going to play some cards. And I'm thinking like, oh, what do you play? Poker, blackjack? Like, what do you play? And he was like, magic. And I was like, okay, uh, uh, can I go get my decks? <laughs> and and uh, he, he, he was like, oh, yeah, come on. And so we uh, went over to his, uh, to our buddy's place and started playing. And that was all she wrote. And we've been playing for, God, over almost 20 years now. Sweet Jesus. Um, (laughs) But, oh, God, I am old, dear listeners. Um, At least I feel it. But the the reason why I bring that up is because that, that group of friends that I started to play with, they were the ones that I credit with leveling me up as a player. Because, well, I wasn't necessarily coming like coming to game nights with like a hundred hundred card deck being like, you know, this was before Commander. Um, but I wasn't coming with like a hundred card deck like, oh, I got five color good stuff, you know, like I did when I was a kid. I was I, you know, had gotten I had realized like, OK, yeah, no, I really should have a 60 card deck. I really should, you know, but they were the ones that, you know, got me to understand uh, more deck building strategies and all that kind of stuff. And that's great. but they had what they didn't realize was really house rules in terms of ban lists and proxies and all that kind of stuff that they thought was just what everybody did. Like, I remember our ban list, I don't know what they based it off of, but they, they like they based it off what some idea of their ban list. Like, because we're talking about, we were well into the age of vintage legacy standard, you know, like we we were well into that time and I would pull out a card and they'd be like, oh, no, that card's banned. And they weren't doing it to be jerks. Like, you can't play that. They were saying, like, no, that's a super powerful card and it has been banned. And I would look into it and it like, well, yeah, it was banned in standard when it was in standard, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of stuff. But it's fine in Legacy. So eventually there was one day where I came in. We'd been playing for a couple of years. And finally I came in. And I said, OK, guys, this is the ban list website here are the formats you got to pick which one because i'm tired of guessing which ban list you guys are referring to every time you say a card is banned you know it, it, it's interesting because like i think back to when i was playing in college because that's like i was really like cutting my teeth on magic mm-hmm. and 
like the idea of a bandwidth never even crossed my mind or like you know building to a format and all that other stuff because it's just you know you old collections from people and you build a deck right like the you know you hear to the deck building rules of like you know the four copies and all that other stuff you're playing the game normal mm-hmm. but you know a lot of those older three white border cards right yep. mm-hmm. um some with like their own little mold spots right yeah, that uh-huh. old. like i remember buying uh i don't remember the name of the deck but it was the black uh resurrection deck that they like actually like shipped out it was all foil and you know old worse than a can of pringles right <laughs> yep but it had mm-hmm. like entomb and dread return in there uh-huh. i remember playing those and then later on finding out oh yeah half this deck's not even legal <laughs> it's like <laughs> why'd you why'd you sell it <laughs> right yeah exactly when you're building decks like how you play like I, I really got into modern and modern's where my brain runs because like I know most of the, the I wouldn't say staples, but like it's like, oh hey, Lana, where else? Oh, there's Mystic, right? Like you know, the the good cards you put in every deck where it's that slot, right? Yeah. With that and then like getting into EDH commander, because mm-hmm. like that wasn't big yet either back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I specifically remember buying the the commander decks that had come out, like a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time they ever released a commander deck. Yeah. Hopefully you still have those because they're worth a lot. Oh, no. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> those are so no, long time. No, ago. I, yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, like back when I stopped playing after college, pretty much got rid of my entire collection other than two decks. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. But, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So you've, you've played against one of them. Uh, and that was like, that's just, playing the first time by a land destruction deck which is great against tron um <laughs> oh yeah as as we saw <laughs> even then like thinking about it like there's a lot of different like formats and things you can do too like we're talking about house rules and like i think that's a big piece especially when we're talking about commander because mm-hmm. that's what everyone's playing nowadays and that seems to have the most house rules because beyond it being the game of magic it's also a very political game. Like you were talking about like ban list and house mm-hmm. ban list. Like mm-hmm. if anyone here's watched the uh, MTG Go Fish uh, streams that they've done or the their the commander games, they mm-hmm. have our own house ban list, right? Like they're not allowed to play Soul Ring and these other cards as well because like they just take the fun out of the game. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up because they just made the announcement either today or yesterday as of date of recording that they added the one ring to the list because of how it just just made games not fun, you know, for them. And I thought that was interesting. Like, I, th- I think that is really interesting to to have that, you know, and I think that it's something that it's it's fun to have, but you also have to be careful with it because if you're doing a ban list, you know, for your for your house rules, you want to avoid that player likes to play control or that player likes to play land destruction or that player likes to play this. We're going to ban everything to make it suck for them. You know, you don't want right, to do right. that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, as a general rule of thumb for people out there too, like, especially if it's your group of friends, right? We're not talking like LGS pods because that's typically just game rules. And once you're buddies with the people there and you can have those conversations, but this is, you know, kitchen table magic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where if you're going to house ban something, it needs to be unanimous and people need to come to an agreement saying, yeah, yes, that's not fun to play against. And it not picking on somebody when that's like the bread and butter of their deck. Like yeah. you're going, Oh, Hey, we're going to ban Regavan and like only Nate plays Regavan. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, or, you know, they come in and ban whatever other card it may be. Like, um, a cyclonic rift being a big one that people don't like right mm-hmm. it's like okay well only one person in the entire pod plays blue and i wonder who that's targeted for exactly right? like exactly don't 
don't be i mean as a player too you want to not get people to hate when you play things and there are cards out there that are just that powerful that as soon as they see them people get out their salt shakers oh yeah like apparently the one ring (laughs) yeah 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 the one ring is one when we we think of house rules there's some other formats i've seen out there right and like people need to keep in mind commander isn't a wizard's game yeah right Mm -hmm. it it was created by people Mm -hmm. and you know Rest in peace, Sheldon. Yeah, I was just but, about to say, but, uh, for our listeners, we're recording this three days after Sheldon Minery died. So, yeah, very sad day for Magic. So, rest in peace, Sheldon. But, you know, the, this was the, the the child, the love of a group of people mm-hmm. who loved playing Magic and wanted to do something just a little different, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the idea of it being singleton, the idea of you having that, that one creature that you can keep bringing them back, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're leading the charge, and that whole synergy of building around their effect, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess all the extra rules and all the other things that go into it. There's so much love that goes into this, and Magic's very open to letting mm-hmm. you take the game and just kind of mess with it a little bit, right? There's yeah. a, a video I haven't watched, but I've seen it pushed to me on YouTube. Um, one of the bigger channels did it where they, they did a game where all the cards cost no mana right oh geez <laughs> and like how how bad that guy like you're you're allowed uh-huh. to say hey we're gonna we're gonna do something crazy like, oh yeah we're gonna try this there was a shuffle up and play where they they brought on the uh treasure cruise kind mm-hmm. of deck mm-hmm. and like being able to add like that extra flavor into the game right or other episodes where they you know monarch in the middle like, where you're you're not necessarily changing the game entirely but you're saying hey we're gonna add some flair if you want to like treasure cruise works similar to like a plane chase almost in that regard where you get to roll and see if you get good or bad or how many cards you want to get or however it be right you dump the mana in you roll a die and then you go with it you get either a curse mm-hmm. or you get a good artifact and like yep. you, it speeds the game and it does weird things right and same thing with plane chase and that was that was a wizard's product granted that, that was the whole idea of that we're, we're introducing something slightly different same thing with the conspiracy sets right Mm -hmm. and being able to do things that are almost unset ish but not quite (laughs) yeah yeah they like toe that line or and even the infinity the unsets themselves i think is an excellent is an excellent example of of a a very interesting way to take magic also a very polarizing (laughs) way to take magic but yeah um, yeah I still don't. I still don't understand why they opted for acorn icons rather than just silver border those cards. I I think it probably had to do with the cost of of having half the run be silver border and half the run be black border. There probably was I mean, a cost associated with that that they didn't want to go with, so they just decided to do them all black border and then acorn them. Yeah, I mean. Yes, and given how bad they are at some of their cut jobs, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, it it costs them just as much to print anything else. Yeah, fair. Like, well, I think Infinity is is probably going to be one of the the sad points for me in terms of Magic because it's one of those sets that I I like. I really like Infinity. Like, I I like their I, I like the bits of Infinity. And I think it would have been more. It would have been better re- received if they had just kept it silver border. 
if they had just done Silver Border. Like I, I understand right. that there's the the I, I understand where where Mark Rosewater is coming from, and he said multiple times on his podcast and in interviews and such that that one of the things that has always bugged him about Silver Border is that that there is this belief that they aren't real magic cards because they're not tournament legal they're not real and that bothers him and i can understand it because it kind of bugs me too like I, I i like infinity and i dislike how there's this like stigma attached to them and the stigma right. is so attached to them that even the commander rules committee has banned all uncards like all silver border they're banned they're not allowed in commander and that and that there, I think, is what sent Mark Rosewater over the edge because he's he's gone on record to say that he disagrees with that. He said these are casual cards. Commander is a casual format. Why the hell aren't they allowed? Now, obviously, the Commander Rules Committee's response has always been, "You just house rules them in. You just allow them to be played." But one thing Mark Rosewater understands, and something that I think a lot of us understand, and even the Commander Rules Committee to some extent, is you can say that till you're blue in the face. House rules them into your situation, but what that does is that makes them much less likely to be allowed because they're on well, the ban list. I take it from the the committee perspective, though, as well. Do you mm. really want to have to sit through there and go over every single one of those cards and say, is this fair play? Mm -hmm. Because blanket statement, silver border is much easier. Cause I mean, like what percentage of infinity was acorned, right? Mm -hmm. Cause those cards were weird. Yeah. They, they had you doing things outside of the game or had you doing weird things. And like the fact that the sticker cards still made it in baffles me. Every time I think of like the original unsets, I think of like avatar of me, right? Where like your physical characteristics affect that or, the uh, like Ashnot's coupon or whatever that card is, people keep posting to Reddit where it says like someone has to go buy you a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, except but except uh, it has been eroded to say that you you uh, uh, owe any costs uh, associated with the yeah, purchase of the drink. <laughs> there's that other uncard where it says you ignore all rat attacks. Fair. Fair. It's like that's the combo I keep seeing people posting on Reddit. It's like if I play this, what happens? yeah exactly it's like you get ejected because those aren't legal um right but i like and the thing is is that i can see it from both sides like i can see like like really i don't i don't think it would have been that big of a big of a chore for them to go through the end sets because really we're talking about um un, unhinged unglued and and unstable you know the like those first two sets it would be pretty easy to just go through and just be like okay fair fair unfair unfair weird you know that kind of thing um sexual harassment in in you know <laughs> this 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 uh this card is going to cause problems with lawyers involved so yeah let's get rid of that right. <laughs> um but uh but unstable like unstable would be fairly easy i think to go through well, i think the the problem then. is is that it's just they know so many people don't want to play it mm -hmm. you know but I don't know. I just I just have a special place in my heart for Infinity and or for for Unsets and Infinity like was like oh it was such a good idea and they whiffed on so many parts of it. I mean, to their credit and leaving Infinity and Unsets after this, but like the the unsanctioned box 
did a good job of bringing those together as something you can mm-hmm. play as its own individual mm-hmm. magic game that's separate, right? Yeah. And you can usually still find them on clearance racks in stores because oh, no yeah. one bought them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you can get it on Amazon the, for like 30 bucks. Right. And I think it, if you want to mess with uncards, I think that's the one to go with mm-hmm. because it at least has the different halves of decks and the different things you could do. And it has the, you know, the front half of a creature and the back half of a creature whole thing in there too. Right. Yeah. The, the infinity, the big thing that they did with it and the reason why they did it besides them being like, well, we want uncards in commander and mm-hmm. eternal formats or whatever is they wanted a product that people will actually buy. Yeah. Which is also why they put those freaking lands in it. Because I, those are the only cards that had value in that entire set. Fair. Very fair. I will say, though, that this is one thing that they've done in in the unsets that I wish they would do in the regular sets. And that is, in the unsets, every pack... Now, I know, I know Infinity is slightly different in the fact that you could get a Shockland. And that was kind of like a, a bonus chase card. But every pack, at the very least, had a full art land in it. Mm-hmm. And so even if you didn't get anything you wanted in your pack, you knew you were getting that pretty full art land. And that, to me, makes those packs a little bit more worth it, in my opinion. Whereas, like, in Eldraine and Wilds of Eldraine that just came out, and in Brothers War, and in, you know, all, the, then, uh, all Will Be One... It really annoyed me in All Will Be One because I liked those Phyrexian lands, the the uh, the 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 ones that had the Phyrexian symbol on them. The it really annoyed me that they weren't in every pack, because now I have all these other lands that I have zero interest in. Both the regular, <laughs> um, the regular full art lands that had like fraxianization going on in the background and, and you know like all that other stuff going on in those sets and i i'm like i just want the full art lands just put the full art lands in all of the packs everybody will be happy but they don't do that and that annoys me you know it's a kind of a sad thing that we, we chase land art now too <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh uh, yeah it's 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 we've gone I, beyond the pale you know <laughs> the, the the funny thing and i know you and i are on opposite sides of this I like having all unique different arts in my decks. (laughs) So like, I love these full art lands, right? I Mm -hmm. love getting these, all these different things that are going on. And it's funny because I'll, I'll pull up a deck and I'll look at the land base in it. And it's like, Oh, I built this around that time frame because it's whatever lands I was getting that were cooler at the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's like looking at like sediment lines. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, there was a volcano with some time around here. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, ooh, I built this deck in during during the Mirrodin era, um. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you're talking about your uh, um, your dash deck the other yeah, day. Yeah, and, and the fact that it was since it was only single sleeved, I was like, oh, this was before I hit my my double sleeve period. <laughs> we're about to enter the triple now, sleeve. I think circling back though, onto when we're talking about magic and formats, I, I do think getting creative with it having fun with your friends is always a good thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Try, if you can, try making a treasure cruise deck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doing those kinds of little fun things. You know, play plain chase one is not what the decks are built to do, right? Just yeah. bust out those cards. Give it a try. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it adds so much more different flavor into the game. That's kind of like the whole literally chaos to it, right? Yeah. 
the the other big thing to consider though is you're you're not having to say hey i'm going to build to a meta i want to build to this thing and that's that's to the level where i like playing magic mm-hmm. is i'm going to build something to do something fun something weird something cool mm-hmm. there's like that kitchen table type magic where yes it'll be nice if i win right uh-huh. and the deck should but it's not we're not playing you know green tron <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> you know we're 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 playing you know tron with flavor of other things right uh-huh. um, that, i have way too many tron decks people. <laughs> like oh my god like, i don't even know how many there are right offhand i probably have at least more than four um <laughs> Well, and well, that's really no, to, to piggyback um, off what you were saying about trying new things. Is I have like one one of the things I love to do, especially with sets that are very unique. And so far, I've done it with Infinity, and I've I've I'm almost done doing it for Lord of the Rings. I've I've built essentially the archetype decks, where I take the the archetypes from the limited environment. And I take cards from that set and build a 60 card version of that. Uh, And then I make a battle box out of it. And that way I kind of encapsulate the, in some ways, the limited environment, not, not exactly, but kind of close as well as the, the set itself. Like I'm able to get it where I can, I can play the set again. And this is also, what cubes are we haven't even touched on cubes which is another format or really a genre of format where you can recreate a limited environment or create a whole new limited environment you like this is where you can do set design and you know it's just it's all of these things are fun to try you know it's very similar to the block right Mm -hmm. and how people used to do those and people that aren't aware so like back in the old days of magic <laughs> uh they used to stay on the same plane for a couple sets yep so like for example you know ravnica that was visited a few times they do three sets on ravnica in a row mm-hmm. and you'd have story spanning the three of them mm-hmm. i know one of the the ones that people love to do was kamigawa right mm-hmm. and dominaria was the other and like when in the theme of it you say okay well I have Ravnica, and then I have more Ravnica. Why don't I just do a cube or block of Ravnica, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And being able to say, hey, it's it's on that theme, right? And having games that are based like that, or having decks that you build like that. And I've seen people talk about building like EDH decks that are, you know, Ravnica-specific or guild-specific, right? Mm-hmm. People love their guilds. But oh, yeah, we, keeping we... into that theme or, you know, Tarkir only, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like they're like we we um, I don't think we've even touched on set constructed, block constructed, like these were and still are, I'm sure, in various areas are still formats that thrive. You know, people who who like you know, I wanna I wanna play original Ravnica block constructed, where I'm it's not none of the cards from the newer Ravnica sets. I just want to build a sixty card deck out of cards from the original Ravnica block. And that's and then we have have some play some games, you know, um, same, you know, Innistrad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, people like there. And, and that's and again, I just go back to like, that's one of the great things about magic is that there's so much you can do with it. 
that it you know we like we we haven't even covered we've talked about a ton of different formats in the you know 45 half an hour 45 minutes we've been talking and we haven't even scratched the surface no. of what Not you can do so with much magic. more so much so much more like the fact that like they did battle bonds to actually support two-headed giant right yeah like, yeah <laughs> i love two headed giant <laughs> the game is so bad yeah but no like the i think to, to kind of roll it back on to talking about house rules and custom ways to play though too right the, the last bit i kind of really want to touch on is when you're when you're playing the game mulligans and things like that right mm-hmm. like there's a lot of different ways especially for commander that people are like hey i hate shuffling <laughs> yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna you know mulg in a special way or people out there always try the whoever goes last starts monarch or they get to scry one for every position after so like if you go second you scry one if you go third you scry two and so on right trying to like mm-hmm. even it out and find a balance for their play group like you're allowed to do that right like yeah. that's as, as long, long as you guys all agree <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say as long as everybody's on board go for it you know it, it, like now you are going to run into the situations where everybody except one person is going to be on board and it might even be a situation where you're like hey free mulligan and there's one person who's like no i'm not doing that or like hey proxies up, <laughs> up to 15 proxies no i will never do proxies like okay yeah well and i mean people are passionate and like, yeah i get it from different perspectives and like yeah but there's a time and place for that right like if you're in an lgs and you're doing your thing and it's serious business right yeah isn't <laughs> a game anymore we're serious yeah exactly uh you know follow the rules you know play play fair play correct um even then like if you're casually like you know a lot of places hold casual commander night as long as the people you're playing with are fine with it and your proxies are legible most people don't care right yeah exactly. um and you know on the flip side if it's even further away and you're not an lgs and you're with your buddies as long as you guys are having fun, it's mm-hmm. no one else's business. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like there's, I think that's one of the, this is kind of in tandem with the, what I love about magic is how it, there's so much to it is there's no right way to play as well, long. There, there is a right way to play. <laughs> well, like, but what I mean is like, yeah, like following the rules, but, but, but what I mean is there's there's no better yet, there's no wrong way to play. There is no there is no way that if if you and your friends are having fun and somebody comes in and says, You're doing it wrong. No, you're not. You and your friends are having fun with magic cards. Done. You know? If people actually were really watching the footage of us playing this game, they would be saying that to us too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure in the comments they're like, "You're doing it wrong." It's like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I'm having fun." How many? Um, <laughs> how many times I sorcery speed instant spells and whatnot yeah. and oh, mistriggers and yeah, I'm, I remember getting so serious into the game where it's like that meta mindset of like, "Okay, I need to know." Like that's in their hand. Like this person likes putting their lands on the left, so if I'm going to pick a card, I need to pick from the middle or the right side for them to discard. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's I don't like getting that big brain into it anymore. Yeah. 
Um, I, yeah, that 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 kind of plays for me. I'm, you know, it's funny. My my the folks I'm going to MagicCon Vegas with, they were like, "You're gonna do the main event," and I'm like, "Hell no!" <laughs> you know, it's like you all can do it. You all have fun. You the Humbros, you rock it. You kick ass. You get as far as you possibly can. I will play the goofy chaos collector sealed events and the unknown events and the whatever events to have fun because. I don't want to get that serious about my magic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, if there wasn't people like us, Nate, who else would people be? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I always say. I was, you know, I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I, somebody asked me why I go to draft every week. And I said, because I got to give the kids some, I got to give the kids a win. Like the kids need to get to the brand new kids who walk in, never played a game before. I got to <laughs> give them somebody to beat. You know? <laughs> I have no delusions. I would, I, would, I would almost call you a martyr, but not quite. <laughs> no, no. I'm like a martyr who's happy about it. Like, yeah, we, you know. Uh, yes, take my lunch money. Exactly. <laughs> and they're still doing it. And I'm in my 40s and they're still doing it. But I mean, seriously, though, because like at, at the end, like they, they, they have fun. They associate that with, you know, having about the game. They want mm-hmm. to play more. They'll get better at the game, right? Yeah. Like it's, oh, yeah. you get to play, you get to goof off. They exactly. get to have fun. They get to learn. It's overall still positive as oh, long yeah. as you're not like, you know, attacking into their Ulamog with all of your elves. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and that's the thing. Like I have, I'll contrast. I talked about the, um, I talked about the game where I was playing Ulamog as my commander and, and I got, I got targeted and all of that i'll contrast that to the previous game that i played in the previous commander masters event that i was in and that was the one i was playing with my buddy it was the last game that my buddy and i were going to play before he had to move um and um and we were playing with a with another uh lgs regular who's a judge really great guy and i was getting just my ass handed to me like i was just losing like crazy and I was having so much flipping fun. We were laughing our asses off the entire game because of just how silly it was getting. And it was probably one of my favorite games that I have played in the last couple of years, if I'm going to be honest. And it was just a lot of fun. And I was losing. I didn't, I, I lost. Like my buddy did a mercy kill on me at the, at the eventually near the end of that game. Cause he was like, wow, yeah, you need to go to the bathroom. All right, I'm kill you. So you could just go. Um, like <laughs> it was just one of those things, but we had a blast. And that, and I think that's, I think that's the key to all the formats and the house rules and everything. Do what you want to do. And as long as everybody you're playing with is cool with it and they're having fun and you're having fun, you can't go wrong. And that about does it for today's discussion on Beyond the Deck Box, where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. You can find us each week on the YouTube channel FDSMTG, or you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Just look for Beyond the Deck Box. You can find DM Dingo on Twitch, or you can find him on the FDSMTG Discord, link in the description. You can find me, FDSMTG, on YouTube, or at FDS underscore MTG on threads, or on Mastodon, kind.social. Thank you so much for tuning in and you all have a wonderful day.